Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. Have you ever thought to yourself, what's the point? What's the point of life? What's the point of faith? What's the point of all your effort and hard work? This very important question can be answered by Christian people with only one word. And if you know that word and you're with us now, you might just type it into the chat box. That one word, of course, is love. Love is the point. Love is our promise. Love is our purpose. Love is our goal. Love is our joy. Love is our way. This was the great awakening that enabled St. Therese of Lisieux to live such an extraordinary life, even at a very young age. From her early years, she had this tremendous desire to want to serve God and to sacrifice her life for God. And she had all these ways that she wanted to do it, right? She, she had a desire to be a missionary priest. And she wanted to give her, her, her life as a martyr. She wanted to literally spill her blood for God. But then one day she was reading St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians where he talks about the different spiritual gifts that are at work in the church. And, and then at one point he says, but as great as all these gifts are, unless you have love, they're all useless. Love is the highest gift, St. Paul says. And, and St. Therese said that when she read that, she realised, and these are her own words, that love was everything. Love embraces all times and places. Only love is eternal. That's the point when her whole life suddenly made sense. She realised that the best way that she could love God and sacrifice God and honour God was by loving others. That was the point of her life. Love. Why is it that love is the whole point? Well, as St John says in his first letter, God is love. The deepest reality of existence is love. So not only are we uh, created by a God who is love, not only are we fashioned from love, but as we know as Christians, we're also destined for love. We've been reflecting on heaven over these past few weeks, right? Which is simply the presence of perfect love. It's where God dwells most fully. So if we come from love and we're destined for love, then it makes perfect sense to me that that time in between those two points should also be all about love, right? Our first reading today uh, takes us back to uh, the, the creation story, which, which by the way, is, is not supposed to be read literally, right? This is a, a story to help us to, to understand what it means to be human. And we hear today that God isn't happy 
that Adam was alone. So it's not good for man to be alone. And so he creates the animals and he gives Adam dominion over all the animals. But, but then God is still not satisfied because, you see, Adam didn't yet have someone that he could relate to on equal terms. What God is pointing out here is that we are created for connection and for community. We are created as humans to know and to be known. And I think that's been the great revelation for many of us during lockdown, right? So out of the rib of Adam, God creates Eve. And he doesn't create Eve just so Adam won't be lonely. He creates Eve because of what that relationship will call out of him. Commitment, sacrifice, service, all the things that we are created for as humans. You see, to be fully human is to love and to be loved. Jesus continues that theme, or at least that theme continues today in the gospel. Uh, the, The religious leaders, the Pharisees, they approach Jesus and they ask him if it's okay to get a divorce. Now, the first thing I want to say about this passage as a bit of an aside is that we shouldn't read it as if it's a black and white law which applies to everyone who's been separated and divorced. We need to tread very carefully when we read teachings like this. We need to understand them with pastoral sensitivity. And so if this has provoked something in you uh, today and you have uh, specific questions, I'm I'm very happy to to talk about that throughout the week, if that would help. Anyway, the the Pharisees, they approach Jesus and in their mind, they think it's okay to get a divorce because the law of Moses allowed it. And once again, Jesus challenges them. He challenges their, their understanding and he does that by pointing them back to that first reading we had from the book of Genesis. He says, from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. This is why a man must leave father and mother and the two become one body. They are no longer two, therefore, but one body. So then what God has united, man must not divide. Jesus is reminding the Pharisees that the whole point of marriage is love. And love doesn't take the easy option. Love doesn't just choose what's most convenient. Love fights for unity. Love is prepared to die to self. Love commits to a purpose that is bigger than one's own needs and desires. This image that Jesus reminds us of from from Genesis of the the two becoming one body, it's not just talking about physical union, but but Jesus is really emphasising here a union of hearts, a a total giving of oneself to the other. That recognition that my life is no longer about me, but it's about doing what I can to bring out the very best in you and, and, and in others that God puts in my path. See, love is not just the purpose of marriage, it's the purpose of any person in any vocation. 
That's why Mother Teresa, she, she captured the hearts of people all over the world, even many people without any faith. It wasn't because of her uh, profound spirituality. That's, that's not necessarily what won the hearts of people. But it was her deep love. It was because she loved so much. It, it was her radical generosity and care for those who couldn't repay her. Something within us just knows that this is the true and the right thing to do with our lives. What we also see in the life of Mother Teresa is that love is also the source of our deepest joy. Nothing can be more satisfying than living according to our purpose. What the saints help us to realise is that love is not just something that we do because God says we should do it, but love is the proof. Love is the sign that we're in a living relationship with God. Uh, Again, St John says in his first letter, everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. You see, knowing God doesn't mean that life will always be smooth sailing. It doesn't mean that, you know, God's always going to shower us with blessings. But what it does mean and what we can expect is that as we grow closer to God, we will be growing in love. We will grow in our capacity and our desire to uh, see the good in others, to be patient, to be kind, to be encouraging, to be thoughtful, to want others to succeed and actually to help them to do it, to put ourselves second, to give ourselves away in the service of others, even and especially those who can't repay us. You see, love is the consequence of knowing God. Encountering God, encountering true love will always change us. St. Augustine says that when we love our neighbour who we can see, it is the sign that we are loving God who we can't see. So loving God is uh, we, well, we have, we have created in love. We're, we're, we're destined for love. And our whole life is supposed to be about love, loving God, loving others. So what do we do when we don't notice a lot of love in our hearts? Well, the short answer is to keep coming to St Benedict's especially over the next five or so weeks because we're launching into a new homily series today which we're calling Fully Love. And over these weeks, we're going to be exploring the Jesus version of love and more importantly, how we can grow in it. As I was praying, I felt that this is a really important message for us now because, you know, when we come up against challenges in our life and and we've certainly come up a few of them, against a few of them over the past year or two. Uh, our tendency as humans is often to withdraw, isn't it? To, to self-protect, to, to focus on self. And 
when we do that, our love can easily grow cold. And we lose even more joy because we stop living according to our fundamental purpose in life. And now, I know that many of us are already living heroically. And I know that most of us are already really trying to love. But here's the thing. Because of sin and because of the world that we live in, our love is always going to be limited. We need to be trained and reminded constantly about how to love like God. We need our concepts of love uh, challenged and, and constantly stretched, which, by the way, doesn't mean that we need to do more than we're doing now, in case you're wondering that, right? Oh, no, here's something more I need to do. This is the, the, the genius of St. Therese. She loved uh, in such simple and ordinary ways, like making a decision to be kind to those nuns around her who were rude and annoying. <laughs> the purpose of this series is, is not to add more to our plate, but it's to help us to operate from a different heart, the heart of Jesus. Over these weeks, we're not just going to be talking about doing loving things, but our emphasis really is going to be about Becoming love, becoming love, allowing love to infect every part of us, the way that we think and the way that we use our time, the way that we spend our money, the way that we look at people. Love realigns our whole value system when we get in touch with it, when we invite it into our lives, it radically reshapes us. And so we're calling this series Fully Love because the point of our life as Christians is to become more and more full of love, more and more like Jesus until that point where we are fully love, which of course is the experience of heaven. So my simple encouragement today as we begin that journey is firstly to make the decision, make a choice to make love the main point of your life. Now, many of us have probably made that decision and it's kind of sitting in the background somewhere, but bring it back, bring it to the foreground. <laughs> bring it right before you. Yes, my life is all about love and I choose that again today. And secondly, pray every day especially during these five or so weeks, for the Holy Spirit to love through you. You see, you cannot love like Jesus on your own strength, but you can with the Spirit of God in you. So you might simply pray, Holy Spirit, give me the heart of Jesus today so that I might live out my deepest purpose, my fullest joy, and in the process, become more like God, more fully loved. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.